what's up guys it's Clem uh, full disclosure I was looking to restart this podcast back up and it's gonna happen a little earlier it looks like because I brought the microphone downstairs today and tonight the Mets went out and acted like the Mets and made a deal for Carlos Gomez bringing him back home getting that quote-unquote big bat we were promised and all shit went to hell as all Mets fans were basically laughed at on social media. Rightfully so, may I add. And uh, the Mets Mets again. I mean, it's fucking unbelievable that just when you think you haven't hit rock bottom or that the Mets have shown you everything they can do to break your heart, they go out and do something like this. So... In case you somehow were sleeping during, you know, 9 o'clock or so when all this stuff went down. Uh, Joel Sherman of the New York Post basically broke it saying that the Mets had agreed to a deal. Carlos Gomez coming back to New York for Zach Wheeler and Wilmer Flores. And we watched the entire Mets game, which basically was an abortion from the first inning on. Uh, thanks to big sexy Bartolo Colon just getting absolutely destroyed by the Milwaukee Bats. Um, and then, you know, we watched it out play live on TV. Wilmer Flores kept playing even though he was reportedly in the deal. And every time a player is rumored to be traded, he's yanked from a game. And fucking every time a player gets yanked from a game, Twitter explodes. Everyone explodes, you know, beat reporters and all that stuff saying how a guy's out, even if it could be an injury or, you know, he's hit his innings limit or something like that. It always causes just pure mayhem, which, again, tonight was the opposite. The player who was supposedly in the deal stayed in the game, and it just made no goddamn sense. Then Wilmer Flores starts crying his goddamn eyes out. And, you know... I actually felt, you know, I think everyone felt bad for him. You know, like, the guy is just wearing his heart on his sleeve. He's been with the Mets since he was 16 years old. For some ungodly reason, he wants to stay with the team. And, you know, he was brokenhearted. Keith Hernandez was in the booth kind of talking about how you feel like the first time you get traded. And it's just, like, a really, you know, awful feeling not being wanted. So, that happened, and, you know, Mets Twitter was electric tonight, I gotta say. Everyone was having a lot of fun with it. We're all riding high, um, and no one wanted to see that happen to Wilmer, but whatever. Then, news starts leaking out that the trade fell through. Now, I was working tonight, so I didn't see it at first. I was doing stuff for work, but, uh, you know, part of my job is going on Twitter and kind of monitoring what's going on with sports, and to see... Just the fact that that happened was unfucking believable. Every goddamn year, the Mets find a new way to break your heart. And it happens in games when they take a lead and then they blow the lead. The next inning, this, that same ha- the next half inning, uh, just disastrous plays, uh, transactions that don't make any sense, all that kind of stuff. So to see this be the new baseball team where all this craziness happened and then it all exploded in their face makes perfect sense as a Mets fan. Um, personally, I like the deal. Uh, you know, Flores is a 23-year-old that can hit. Um, he's a young guy. He 
he wanted to be a Met. So, I mean, he clearly has something fucked up in his brain. But, you know, the guy, say what you want to say, there's plenty of guys who probably couldn't be happier to leave Queens sooner or later. He actually wanted to stay. I like him. Um, but, again, getting Carlos Gomez, you get an actual proven bat, guy who's been here, dealt with at least when he was young. He kind of knows what he's getting into. But can steal, can hit for power, uh, and just gives him a real bat. You take... Granderson from the leadoff spot, you move him back in the lineup, and suddenly the lineup looks a lot more potent when you have Granderson back there. Like they say, it extends the lineup. That really does fucking happen. But guess what? That's not that's not going to be the case now because the f- trade fell through. Um, but yeah, I like the deal. Wheeler too. You could say Wheeler uh, could be a future ace. He's not going to be a future ace here because uh, either unless all these guys get hurt or some of them are just showing their best stuff at this age because the way Wheeler looked last year, granted, in very limited time, is nowhere near the way some of, you know, Syndergaard, DeGrom, Harvey, even Mats for his two games was lights out. He was the worst of the five, which is ridiculous that we could even say that about this guy, Wheeler. So, um, I like the trade. Not going to happen, apparently. Um, The first thing that kind of, that I kind of thought of, was we all had a lot of fun at the at the Mavericks' expense when DeAndre backed out of the deal and re-signed with the Clippers. I was number one on that list. I still think that day on Twitter was the best day of my life, all things considered. And I've had many, many personal things that should be higher on that list. Not that I've lived this crazy good life, but... A fucking guy changing his mind on Twitter should not be any grown man's uh, idea of a great day. But that was the most fun I've ever, I think I've ever had on a computer since the first time I saw a porno. Um, so having this happen to the Mets where everything just completely flipped and then just Twitter explodes and the jokes, which were all good and original, and I give everyone credit um, for entertaining me for free for hours. Um, this was a little bit of comeuppance for it. I definitely, uh, I definitely accept that. Um, another thing, Lucas Duda, three home runs tonight, and nobody gave a shit about it, which is ridiculous. But I'll put myself in that list too. I thought it was sweet that Lucas Duda is turning into 2014 Lucas Duda potentially, and he's getting hot at the right time. Maybe it just takes until like August for him to start hitting. Like, you know, Teixeira would always have like slow Aprils and Mays. Maybe Lucas Duda doesn't start hitting until, you know, the trade, the week of the trade deadline, and then he just, you know, goes bananas. So, whatever. I'll take it however I can get it with him. But. This loss, it didn't even feel like a loss. I tweeted out, like, best Mets loss ever. Like, it really felt like that. Like, I was like, all right, well, Duda's starting to hit. Starting to hit. We got Carlos Gomez throughout the game, and I don't give a shit. And, hey, I love Bartolo Colon. He's sucking now, so it also means this is the furthest time until he pitches again for us, which is a good thing. Um, next up is the whole thing with Wheeler and his injury. And the first, the rumors were going around that the Brewers had backed out because Wheeler's uh, arm or whatever. The guy had fucking Tommy John surgery, so I don't know how you could think that this guy didn't uh, have a big injury problem going into it. But the fact that the rumors were that the Brewers backed out after seeing the records, like, I think you have to be pretty certain you, you know what's going on before you make a trade. Um, but then, and again, this is all part of the crazy 
Twitter world that we're living in where nothing's actually true or false or you don't know what's up or down. Even with the fucking blue check mark, you still can't trust anybody. Um, there was also someone who said that there were rumors that the Mets, um, the Mets had given the Brewers an MRI of Wheeler's left arm, even though he's a righty, which if that's true, that is one of the funniest things I have ever heard in my entire life. And that would be like an entire chapter of why Sandy Alderson is the baseball maverick where he like gives them a fucking MRI of a guy's left arm. You know, he was probably not stupid. He probably did the whole thing where you can like flip the image. I, I can never remember if it's flip horizontally or flip vertically because I'm stupid, but he probably just did that and was like, oh, look at Wheeler's arm. This shit's fucking healthy as hell. It looks like he's never even thrown a major league pitch. It's like a fucking brand new arm. Um, that was the first rumor to go around. And then the next rumor is the Mets turned out of the trade because uh, Carlos Gomez's hip is fucked to shit and they just don't even want to... Uh, you know, the Mets don't want to take that on, which if you better hope that that hip is like straight up sand, it's so ground up because you cannot get these Mets fans hopes up, Sandy, and then just rip it away from us like that. Because we've had to deal with enough shit this year with this offense and just a general lack of caring from the Wilpons to then have it all ripped out from us for a guy that, you know, is young and has shown promise at the plate, but can't feel basically a righty probably better version of Daniel Murphy. And then of course, Zach Wheeler, who isn't going to probably be back for at least another year. I mean, it sounds like he's coming back, you know, middle of next year, I think was the earliest he was going to be able to come back and start contributing for the Mets from Tommy John surgery. So this whole Carlos Gomez thing is, you know, I think it's just a leak where, uh, Ken Rosenthal, I think reported it. I think it's, this is just in my head, but every time teams leak things to try to, you know, push their narrative on people or try to make themselves look better. And I feel like this is the Mets trying to be like either a, like, listen, guys, uh, we, we, the trade fell through because of Wheeler, but you know, we didn't like this thing about Gomez kind of like if you get broken up with and you're like, yeah, well, I think you suck too. It's like, no, you suck. And people don't like you. And that's how I feel about Sandy Olson right now. And then the other issue is uh, the other thing that, that, that could have happened with this is that the Mets are like, well, if you're not going to let us trade Wheeler and Flores, we're just going to throw out some fucking Gomez hip information that may or may not be true. And hopefully it fucks you up when you try to, uh, when you try to trade for something, when you try to trade Gomez for someone else, like the Brewers said they're going to. So yeah, if you, if your ex breaks up with you and you're pissed, you just start spreading rumors that she has herpes or something. And you know, that's one good mature way to go about things. In my opinion, um, the big loser of the entire night is Mike Francesa and all his fans, including myself. Um, to hear Francesa, talk about this trade falling through and just how everything happened. I mean, I hate when he trashes the Mets for no good reason, but when he trashes the Mets for a very good reason, he's actually hilarious to talk to. We'd be first. I thought we were going to be hearing about how he was going to say all these young power arms, the Mets have, and then making trades. And it was going to be, you know, waxing poetic. And then just to have it completely flip to the point where he was just going to start screaming and just say how they're, they've always been a joke of a franchise and they don't know how to fucking do anything right. And have basically all of Mets nation or whatever the fuck you want to call the Mets fans, 
agree with him was going to be pretty funny. And just to hear the panic in all the callers' voices and stuff like that. And, I mean, if I could start a GoFundMe right now for someone to not even pay for Mike to come back to New York into the studio. That's not going to happen. But just for someone just to give him a goddamn microphone or not even, he calls in like he did during those snowstorms and he just like does the show from home where he just is just talking to himself basically. And it's clearly on a cell phone. I would even take that. Um, that is the true like loss of the night is not having Mike Francesa tomorrow to really just stick the dagger in all us Mets fans' hearts. And we like it, too. I mean, we're sick fucks. If we're a fan of this... If you're a fan of this team, you are fucking demented. I'm demented, too. I'm a Giants fan, and I get to live all the good stuff of being a Giants fan and watching them win, or compete at least, have good ownership, and things actually sometimes work out. Being a Mets fan, I've seen the other side of things, so I know what Jets fans feel like, where it's like... You just wait for the other shoe to drop. You wait for something to go wrong at the worst possible time in the weirdest possible way, mind you. And, like, that's just the way it goes. So to kind of see it from this angle is is interesting. I know how Yankee fans are like, I just want to see you succeed and do well, blah, blah, blah. And I, as a Giants fan, I do say it to Jets fans, and I truly do mean it other than when the Jets are actually really good and the fans start bothering me. I like the Jets being good because it's something to watch when the Giants aren't on TV and if I'm in a place that for some reason doesn't have Sunday ticket. But when the fans get too loud, it's terrible. And I'm sure Yankee fans feel that way about Mets fans. But I'm also a Knicks fan, so I don't have to fucking deal with any more misery in my life. So it'd be good if either them or the Mets could get their shit together sooner or later. Um... Again, I'm sorry I don't have more of like a planned out podcast here to start with. Uh, Just kind of wanted to get something on wax while I was uh, just spitballing in my mind. Honestly, by the time I put this up, God knows what will even come out about the rumors or the trades and all that kind of stuff. I'm going to try to get some more... uh, I'm going to get variety. It's going to be Mets one day. Next day might be some fantasy football. Next day might be, you know, reaction to a big show on TV, a finale or a premiere or something. Basically, whatever you want. I don't know how often. I'll try to get at least a couple up a week. Um, I'm just trying to get something started, try to do something different. Uh, Twitter can only do so much. I don't want to flood people's timelines. My vines are starting to progressively get weirder, I've noticed, which is, you know, I have to kind of be careful there. Um, So, hey, this is a time where I can just kind of spitball any potential ideas, requests, anything like that. Tweet them to me at the Clem Report. Send them to me at uh, theclemreport at gmail.com. That's my email account, obviously. Um, Whenever I listen to people's podcasts and stuff like that, it's always the reader emails and the reader, you know, reactions and stuff like that through tweets and whatnot that end up being the most uh, entertaining things. You know, the the readers themselves are funny and then it's so much easier to react to what someone else says. Um, Again, right now it's just me speaking. I don't think I probably get, you know, look to get a partner involved anytime soon. I'm just looking to get some stuff out there that I can't put into 140 characters or without tweeting a billion times. Um, this mess thing is actually good because it's a little therapeutic. I'm already running long at 15 minutes here. I didn't want this to be that long. But just a brief recap of the night. Um, I cannot believe the Mets continue to do stuff like this to us. Uh, it honestly, 
you'd rather have nothing good happen than have something good happen and then have it yanked out from under you. And that's how it always seems to happen with the Mets. But again, you just keep pushing and, you know, they will win a World Series sooner or later. Do have I thought, will I ever see it? Of course you start thinking that. Um, 1986, I don't remember 1986 at all. So my first memory was actually when the Mets lost in 88 to, on the Mike Sosha home run. Um, so I guess it's a fitting memory to have. Uh, but yeah, so um, just a bummer of a trade. You don't even win the night, so you lose. Nationals win, so you move back another game in the standings. Um, but it's fun, man. It's it, it was nice to feel like you actually had a real team again for the first time since, you know, 06, 07, 08. So it was kind of nice to feel something again. Um, I forgot what movie that's from, but just to be able to feel. It sounds kind of weird, but any Mets fan knows exactly what I'm talking about. So um, just another different way for the Mets to break our hearts, but we're going to keep coming back for more. Uh, again, I don't know if I'll ever see that World Series. Do I will I my kids will have to be Mets fans as they grow up whenever you know that happens and um, I'm sorry but there's no other way to do it I couldn't live with having a Yankee fan and we're gonna we're gonna be in misery together and if by hey this is the other thing I just want to get this off my chest before I run too long there was a time when the Patriots were the Mets of the NFL you just have to get the right owner. And, you know, the right owners make the right decisions, you know, in terms of the coach. You got to get lucky. You know, you get a guy like Brady in the sixth round, all that kind of stuff. Obviously, they're in the news for a whole other bunch of shit today. But uh, it can happen. The Clippers have been were a joke for the longest time, too. They've kind of gotten their, their shit straightened out. You know, they haven't won anything yet. But the Spurs were irrelevant for years. You know, you get Tim Duncan. You get David Robinson in, in a couple lotteries. Popovich becomes a coach, yada, yada, yada. So... Here we are, uh, almost 20 minutes long, longer than I want it to be. First time I could ever say that in my life. Hi-oh, and uh, first episode's in the books. The first new episode is in the books. So have a good one, fellas and ladies, and I have to think of a sign-off line.